Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of The Astroholic Explains. Welcome back. In today's episode, I've got a question that has been rattling around in my mind for a few years, and I don't really know okay. why I haven't asked it so far. Well, I'm always here for your queries. So, I want to talk a little bit about asteroid mining. Okay. Because, well, I've seen it in sci-fi films and in some video games. I don't really know if it's an actual thing or if it's just something invented for the big screen. Can you tell us a bit about that? I'm really hoping it's an actual thing and this isn't just a wasted question. Uh, no, it is uh, very much an actual thing. It's something that has been discussed a lot and uh, over the last decade it became quite prominent in the discussion about uh, in uh, the rise of private companies interested in space. So, asteroid mining is the idea of uh, going to the asteroid belt uh, or to pick one of the asteroids that uh, get moderately close to Earth uh, and just uh, extract resources from them. Mostly iron, but a lot of other elements and minerals can be found in asteroid. There's been a lot of interest, both uh, uh, legal and uh, um, societal and scientific, uh, into actually making uh, asteroid mining uh, happen. Nothing has come to it yet. Uh, there are a lot of legal discussion about it. Uh, there are proposals and companies that have pretty much started the planning and uh, plotting how to go and mine this asteroid or to bring an asteroid close enough to Earth to mine it. Uh, and doing stuff like this, wow. but there's not been anything actually done. We never mine an asteroid. I guess the closest we've come is the was it Osiris Rex? What landing? Yeah, crashing into the. Um. Well, not um. Never crashed, but uh, um the. Um, the two Ayabusa spacecraft from the JAXA, the Japanese Space Agency, and OSIRIS-REx from NASA, uh, they all extracted samples from uh, yes. asteroids, uh, three different asteroids, and um, the Ayabusa probes uh, samples have returned to Earth. Uh, um, OSIRIS-REx is going to come in uh, about two years uh, and that is tell those uh, is that is not mining is uh, samples from the surface to understand uh, the origin uh, and the early formative years of uh, the planets uh, in the solar system. Mining is a whole different thing. Mining implies that we are extracting those resources not for scientific study but for way to utilize them in technology, building, uh, economy, etc. So in terms of technology, how far off do you anticipate we are from seeing this actually happen, if it does happen? I feel that we are quite off. I feel that we are way off compared to what people thought probably a decade ago. We don't really have rockets that have been designed to do that. So long-term journey into deep space collecting a huge amount of material and then coming back to Earth. In one of our previous Astroholic Explains episodes, we spoke to 
uh, engineer Josh Lurie, who we talked to about... Um, space junk. Space junk and... The, the space harpoon. The space harpoon. Do you think a space harpoon could be used to effectively capture uh, an asteroid and um, drag it back closer to us for... for for doing something like this? Probably not. Uh, so, based on what we have seen uh, from uh, Asteroid Ryugu that was visited by Hayabusa 2 and uh, Asteroid Bennu that was visited by Osiris Rex, uh, asteroids, uh, at least most, the one that we visit there are small enough that we could probably drag them close to Earth uh, to mine them in a very nearby environment are just loose piles of rubble held together by very little gravity. Also, it's what kind of material we can extract. It doesn't look like anything that we can extract from asteroids at the moment is in any way cheaper than extracting from stuff on Earth. So what sort of stuff could be mined from asteroids? You mentioned iron, but I mean, yeah, are there well, others as well? Yeah. Are there other things as well yeah, as iron? Yeah, there is also precious metals. Uh, I think there is usually one uh, statistics going around about uh, uh, one asteroid or another that has a huge amount of platinum. And Ooh. yeah, but the problem there is that usually the statistic is like, oh, and everyone on Earth would have something stupid amount of dollars worth of platinum. And then like... Is this going to wreck the economy? Well, not wreck the economy, but uh, given that it's um, our economy, it's a place of uh, supply and demand, uh, having that much platinum will make it worthless. Yeah, I suppose, I mean, yeah, if it's less rare, then it won't be worth as much, so... I think the reason why there is no bigger push to actually make it happen is because it's not worth it economically. (laughs) Mm. Not even stuff like there's a lot of discussion about going and mining uh, the surface of the moon for helium three, which could be used in nuclear fusion power plants, but in the work and costs needed to do that kind of extraction and bring it back to Earth uh, doesn't make it uh, cost effective, at least not in the foreseeable future, and this is without. Uh, getting in all the ethical and legal issues that surround uh, um, the exploitation of uh, stuff beyond Earth. So this is the perfect segue okay. uh, into my next question. So let's say 50 years in the future, the technology is ready and various companies have said, right, we're going to go and mine asteroids. They do it. Arguments arise in terms of ethics and laws should we do it? Should it actually happen? I don't think that we have any right in exploiting the rest of the solar system the way we have exploited Earth. Given that we have firsthand the effect of unending capitalism in terms of global warming, why should we just uh, go into space and just uh, exploit everything we find? It is very complicated uh, in the sense that ideally we want to be able to find uh, um, materials and stuff 
in the place that we explore, like Mars or the Moon, that we can build habitats and we can build uh, places where humanity can stay in the exploration of the solar system. But it cannot be a never-ending, indiscriminate uh, rush towards uh, these resources. There was a paper a couple of years ago that looked at how long if we just assume um, sort of steady increase in growth and need would it take over um, to eat out most of the resources and they looked let's assume that we just put a alarm bell when we have gone through one eighth so 12.5% uh, of all the iron in the asteroid belt and that would take about 400 years whoa but then getting to one quarter of all the iron will only take 60 years after that. And, the, and that it was, I think, with a growth of uh, um, this desire for iron for whatever uh, thing of just 3.5% per year. So that is the, the problem with uh, exponential growth uh, without limits. It eventually gets you to a point in which you don't have the resources to grow anymore. Okay, so these are some really good ideas as to why it shouldn't happen, but I am actually going to play devil's advocate and I'm going to ask you, I'm sorry, give me a reason why we should do it. That is not playing devil's advocate, that is making me play devil's advocate <laughs> so for something that I think is wrong. Okay, the only thing that I can think uh, would uh, be a good reason to do that uh, is if... Uh, we have to create uh, something that would require that amount of, for example, iron. I don't know, something that, I don't know, maybe we can create a sort of fleet of uh, solar-powered uh, uh, solar panels in space that could free humanity of any kind of uh, fossil fuels-based uh, energy and save our planet. Uh, Maybe we should do it. Maybe we find uh, a mineral or um, something in space that could uh, create some major advancement for um, the human race. And we cannot recreate it here on Earth. Maybe we should do it. Okay. But I think, uh, I find it very difficult to believe that we cannot find it here on Earth. And I still think that uh, at, at the moment, the, the fact is that the legal framework is... Uh, a few countries pretty much have said, yes, if you're a company and you want to mine asteroid, you can do it. But there is no international agreement uh, on the legality of that uh, and if uh, it's a good idea. Or there are also very limita uh, limitation in the Outer Space Treaty. And there is a, uh, I think it's called the Moon Treaty, that it was, uh, uh, you cannot... Uh, uh, exploit uh, um, space, uh, I, no country can exploit space, but it was, I think it's been signed by countries that never put uh, uh, a single person in space, so it's a little bit of a moot treaty, and so we are left without uh, legal um, jurisdiction, uh, with very big ethical questions that have not been answered, and a lot of hypotheticals uh, and probably a lot of investment uh, when 
we're still lacking some major technology to actually even do that. Uh, but there is uh, the thing that worries me is that uh, although we're lacking the technology, the legal stuff and the ethics is already ingrained in the expectation and the conversation that we are going to mine space, we're going to get resources. I think that is not a good place to be. Wow, this got really deep. Sorry. This got really <laughs> heavy. Like, I was thinking, this is going to be a fun one about getting resources from space, maybe. But yeah, um, wow. Tell me if what I'm about to suggest is just not feasible at all within the realms of mining asteroids. But if they were to find something on an asteroid that could work as a fuel source, like far in the future, if, and if, when, maybe humans migrate to other worlds or the the need for interplanetary travel is much much greater than it is now would asteroids be able to be placed in specific places to act like cosmic pit stops for people in rockets or spaceships to sort of dock at and refuel based on the resources from that particular asteroid and then fly on is that complete and utter sci-fi you know what i was going to answer you with something like okay let's assume a very star trek the lithium crystals mm -hmm. but one of the expectation on uh, um, actually having uh, for example a sample return mission from mars is being able to create uh, fuel directly with stuff that you find on the surface of mars so why not asteroids yeah. etc and I think this is what comes into the in-situ uh, resource utilization. So if you're on the moon, you don't want to constantly be carrying stuff to the moon. Um, you want to be able to create stuff there. Same with Mars. Same maybe in, in the exploration of asteroids. But again, we need something that is uh, legislated. And maybe in 40, 50... 100 years or 200 years things will be very different the people are just gallivanting and they gonna chip off a piece of asteroid where they found something that is uh, can be turned into fuel into hydrogen or something probably usually water and can they do that i don't know it really depends what kind of world we'll be living in i think it's important that we put some regulation now we have places on Earth uh, that uh, we protect them from uh, um, this kind of uh, exploitation. So why don't we extend the same protection to space? Maybe one day we will. Maybe one day we will. <laughs> Thank you for answering this question. This was really cool. Like, it's good to know that, you know, it's not just sci-fi, even if it could have potentially not brilliant side effects. It's cool to know that it's a thing. Yeah, I think it's something that it needs to be discussed, understood, and seen in the optics uh, that uh, uh, of what we've done and what we're doing to our planet, uh, and uh, maybe learning some lesson from there. Sounds really good. Thank you so much for answering this question. Always a pleasure. Are you tired of listening to the same playlists over and over again? Are you ready for something new? Discover the latest music from LGBTQIA musicians on Homo Ground. There's so much music ready for you to devour, like this song by Carl X. 
What are you waiting for? Visit homoground.com or search homoground on your favorite podcast app. Same ground, different sound. You're on homoground.